welcome everyone to the NBA podcast on RJ Bell's Dream Preview. Getting ready here for the second half of the NBA season, tipping off on Thursday, the 12-game schedule in the association for Thursday night. And if you missed our last episode, Sleepy and I, we went through uh, some futures bet that we do like for post-All-Star break down the stretch as we come for the uh, NBA regular season before we know it. The NBA playoffs are going to be here. But if you missed that episode, I highly, highly do recommend uh, you go back and listen to it uh, in our second official head-to-head between myself and Sleep. So definitely want to check that out. Uh, but joining me here to help me break everything down for the Thursday night schedule, it's my main man, Sleepy Jay. Sleepy, what's going on, my friend? How you doing? Doing good, man. Happy to uh, see the NBA back in action here for Thursday Took a nice couple days off, relaxed a little bit. So, you know, we got golf, we got college basketball, we got NBA coming up for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I feel like I got a little bit of a little bit of fresh air, you know, kind of relaxed for the last couple of days, but I'm ready to rock and roll, man. Yeah, man, it was a nice little break in a couple of days off here before getting ready for the second half of the season. And like I was mentioning at the top of the episode here that you and I did a kind of a futures episode uh, in the um, earlier this week, I should say, to get our fans and our listeners uh, ready for the second half of the season. We'll briefly recap uh, some of the picks that we did give out. But if you want all the great in-depth analysis that Sleep and I talked about for these futures episode, highly, highly recommend going back to and listening to those uh, to that episode and, and getting down on the bets that we did give out. So Sleepy, let's just quickly recap before we do get into the games for the Thursday night schedule um, to kick off post-All-Star break. So, you know, we talked a lot about the Warriors uh, throughout the uh, season and how they were kind of struggling early on. And over the last two weeks, they were able to figure it out. And um, I I gave out the Warriors to make the playoffs at plus 120. Uh, I I did feel like that some of the teams ahead of them may – take a step back but i think you know just briefly touching on it i feel like the steve kerr has figured things out and this team is going to be healthy going forward we also mentioned that chris paul should be returning uh for the golden state warriors uh sooner rather than later just gives them an added boost into that rotation maybe he will be with that second unit but definitely will be in that closing uh unit for the warriors as well so i did give out the warriors plus 120 to make the playoffs now I'll touch on our head-to-head, and I'll I'll kick it over to you here, Sleepy. So, um, we had our fresh official uh, head-to-head when we went in the same game between the Wizards and the Pelicans. I took the Pelicans. I'm sorry, I took the Wizards to cover the. I believe it was 12 uh, was the spread, and Sleepy had the Pelicans. So I got myself on the board. I'm one zero right now against uh, Sleepy. Now Sleepy is going to look to even the score up um, when we keep track of this bad. Uh, going towards the end of the season so in a nutshell here i took the over 34 and a half wins the updated win total here for the brooklyn nets and sleepy's on the under 34 and a half for the brooklyn nets win total so our eyes will be glued to the standings here uh, as we kind of you know get into the second half of the season here sleepy so um anything you want to uh, mention there with our head-to-head and then if you want to give out the the futures that you also did give out uh, to our listeners in the last podcast. Well, I hope I win that head to head because if I go down oh two, <laughs> it's gonna be a it's gonna be a little bit of a challenge trying to make it up, you know, on, on a guy like you because you know your NBA stuff. So that'll be fun. Give us something to kind of uh, you know cheer for throughout the entire season. I give out two MVP picks that I thought had a little bit of value in them. So you got to go to the Eastern Conference. I gave out Boston Celtics Jason Tatum, and I also gave out 
Cleveland Cavalier, Donovan Mitchell. I think that those two guys stand a pretty good chance to go ahead and take the MVP this year because they're the number one seeds more than likely coming out of the Eastern Conference. So you had like Mitchell was like 150 to one. It was kind of a long shot, but you and I were discussing, can they go ahead and overtake Boston? That that'll probably hold some weight. And Tatum, I, he wasn't, what was he, like 6, 7, 13 to 1, somewhere in that area. I, I don't have the yeah. odds in front of me, but it felt like it was a half-decent ticket. So we'll see. And again, you know, if guys go down, you know, maybe Jokic ends up going down. You know, these guys can't miss really more than two weeks because then they they become ineligible. So, you know, you always have that in your favor too. And then um, this wasn't a future, but this was a pick that we ended up giving out for uh, the Thursday, we gave out a player prop, Luka Doncic, over 30 and a half points. So those were the picks that we give out for that podcast. But like Manoff said, if you guys look for a little bit more in-depth, go back, check that episode out. It was pretty good. It was actually a fun episode. We did a lot of talking on that one, Manoff. Yeah, we did. It felt like, you know, um, that we were just sitting there talking. It only been about 20, 30 minutes. And I'm looking up, uh, and it's almost been uh, over an hour uh, that we were going back and forth and just talking about basketball, which is always a lot of fun. Um See, hey, don't cha- uh, shortchange yourself, my man. On the Jason Tatum ticket, it was uh, 22 to 1, I believe, uh, over on DraftKings at the time. So uh, I'm on board with that ticket as well for Jason Tatum. Again, and I mentioned it that if Boston does run away with the Eastern Conference, that Jason Tatum has been the most consistent player, uh, not only for his team, but also I think throughout the entire uh, league thus far this season. I know SGA's having a great season. He's a second odds on favorite. Nikola Jokic is doing his thing. Um, Kawhi Leonard had, had entered that conversation as well, but I really do like that Jason Tatum call um, for the MVP ticket. Um, and like Sleepy mentioned, we did give out an early uh, player prop best bet. So uh, again, go back and listen to that. Like Sleepy mentioned, it was Luka Dantage at 30 and a half going up against the Phoenix Suns. And go back and listen to that uh, in depth on why we did like that uh, for our player prop, early player prop best bet. We'll have a bonus one for you guys as well on this episode for the Thursday games that will be kicking off uh, in a 12-game slate. A lot of great matchups on the card as well, Sleepy. So why don't we just dive right into it, my man. Um, First game that we'll uh, break down here, do our betting preview. That's going to be the game that I just mentioned with Luka Dantage and the Dallas Mavericks. They are hosting the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Currently, as it stands, the Mavericks are a a 2.5-point favorite in this game with a total right now sitting at 243 uh, for the matchup here. And, and looking at the injury report for both of these teams, uh, I did see that Luka is probable for this game. Derek Lively, the second, uh, their starting center, is also probable for this game here as well. Um, Dante Exum does remain out for the Dallas Mavericks, and Maxi Kleba is also probable for this game. For the Dallas Mavericks, for the Phoenix Sun side, the road team, Bradley Beal is officially questionable for this game. He is sitting with left hamstring tightness, and Damian Lee continues to be out for this uh, Phoenix Suns team. And so we talked about it on the last pod that there's a little bit of rivalry uh, brewing here between the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns going back to, um, you know, the playoff series where Devin Booker and Luka Doncic were kind of going back and forth and in, in, in a game seven where the Dallas Mavericks absolutely blew out the Phoenix Suns by 40 plus points. And, you know, since then it's, it's kind of turned into a rivalry here between these two teams, which went to game seven, but here they are kicking off post all-star break in Dallas, Dallas two and a half point favorites. Sleepy, what are you thinking about this game, my man? I like the Mavericks here. I think there's a couple of reasons why one, 
it's after the break and you get to play at home. So I feel like you don't have to worry about losing a day of travel. And, you know, it's just sometimes when you're, um, you know, when you're in lazy mode and you got to go ahead and travel and then play a game, sometimes it just doesn't, uh, you know, you just kind of just don't hit the ground running, I guess to say. But, you know, you had KD and you had Booker. I mean, both of those guys were in the all-star game. So, you know, you have your two best starters for the Suns on the road after the break that ended up having to get stuck there in the all-star festivity. So you kind of got to wonder how they're going to go ahead and play in this one. And Luca, yeah, he was in, you know, he was in the all-star game. He was a starter along with, with Kevin Durant. But if you watch a Luca play, like he was just out there kind of just jogging up and down the court. Like it didn't look like he was putting forth any effort. Um, funny to say that because really it looked like none of the players put really any effort in, at least on defense. So um, I think, you know, you get a healthy Kyrie, a healthy Luca here at home. And the team that's just been playing red hot. Uh, I just there's just a couple ticks there in favor of the Mavericks, and I think you know laying two, two and a half, maybe even three points. I think that that's perfectly fine. So I like the Mavericks here to go ahead and uh, and and give it to the Suns. They're pretty good as, when we return here. Yeah, this is the third matchup uh, this season between these two teams. They both have split uh, thus far this season. Uh, Dallas went into Phoenix earlier this year uh, and beat them in Phoenix. Um, I just had the score in uh, front of me here. Here we go. Um, so the first matchup, like I mentioned, was in Phoenix, 128-114 victory in favor of the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, and then the Suns had revenge on their mind. They actually played close to a month ago in Dallas where uh, Phoenix went into Dallas and got the 132-109 victory in that game. But that was a game that the um, the Dallas Mavericks did not have Kyrie Irving and it's a different starting lineup for this Dallas Mavericks team as well in this game because if you go back and look at that game uh, between uh, these two teams in Dallas, it was uh, Luka played, like I mentioned, but no Kyrie Irving, but it was Josh Green, Derek Lively, Derek Jones Jr., and Grant Williams, who's no longer on this team for the Dallas Mavericks. But now you're going to have, you know, we talked about the trade, right? I think with you know Daniel Gafford uh, giving them some front court depth, P.J. Washington as well. Uh, and you, like I mentioned, you'll have Kyrie in this game here as well. So I'm with you. I like the Dallas Mavericks um, to come out uh, in this spot here. I expect that they motivated Luka. Uh, I expect they motivated effort from the Dallas Mavericks to kick this off um, post All-Star break. Because right now, this team is primed to a to make a run in the uh, Western Conference right now. And I believe they are sitting in the sixth spot, if I'm not mistaken. Sorry, in the seventh spot. Uh, they're one game behind the Phoenix Suns, in fact, uh, and the New Orleans Pelicans for the fifth and sixth spot right now. So they would love to get out of that, you know, play in tournament bracket. And when you, you know, have these head to head meetings for a team that's in front of you and it's only a, a game difference. Right. I think that's a, that's a game that, you know, the Dallas Mavericks want to get here on their home floor. So I'm with you, Dallas Mavericks, minus the uh, two and a half here uh, against the Phoenix Suns. Uh, anything else you want to mention for this game here, Sleepy? Yeah, you know, one thing that I kind of didn't even take notice of is the fact that, like, Dallas is going to play at home here against Phoenix, but they have four games right in a row after this that are all going to be on the road. Three of those four games are going to be against playoff teams, and then they come back home and they have to play Philadelphia, Indiana, Miami. It's like, you know, it's a a tough seven-game stretch here for them, so they're probably going to want to really come out of the gate here strong because if they have to go on the road and play three playoff teams out of four road games, you know, it could get – early it could get ugly really early here for the Mavericks in the second half so I think they just come out completely motivated all guns blazing here yeah that's a great point because they play Thursday night and their next game is not till Sunday against Indiana in Indiana like Sleepy mentioned there 
and then they play three games in about four nights. Um, so they have a game Sunday, and then they'll play Tuesday, like Sleepy mentioned against the Cavs, and they go on Wednesday playing the Raptors, and they uh, go to Boston on Friday of next week on March 1st. So important game here. I think they should, like you mentioned, they should be focused. They should be motivated coming out of this break here. So do love the spot here for the Dallas Mavericks here as well. Getting over to the next game on the schedule, another great Western Conference matchup. We have the L.A. Clippers. We're struggling a little bit um, going into the All-Star break. I know they got the victory against the Golden State Warriors before the uh, they went into the All-Star break, but they're actually headed to Oklahoma City here to take on one of the best teams against the spread at home, at least uh, the Thunder. And currently, as it stands, the Thunder are a two-point home favorite in this game with a total of 237.5. And, and looking at the injury report uh, for both of these teams, start here with the road team in the LA Clippers. Clippers will be uh, pretty healthy here. I know that Kawhi Leonard played in the All-Star game. Uh, I know he missed the final game before the All-Star break with, I think it was a abductor injury, but I think if it was serious, he wouldn't have not played in the All-Star game. Paul George is good to go as well. Uh, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, the whole crew will be out there for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, pretty clean injury report as well. Uh, so, SGA going up against his former team here in the LA uh, Clippers. Uh, Sleep everything about this game. A short two-point favorite here for uh, the Thunder hosting the LA Clippers. As far as the side goes, I don't know who would I would take there. I mean, you're, you're – I don't know. That's just – it's tough. Like, take Oklahoma City lane minus one and a half, and I don't know. Like, you feel like there there is a, a decent shot that they can get beat, and then it looks really fishy, right, for the Clippers who has all this – talent and it's like all right you're going up against a team like Oklahoma City who I don't want to say that they haven't earned their shine yet like they're doing that right now but it just looks fishy you know the Clippers are a a very small you know small dog here kind of looks fishy I would play the under I think that that's the wager that you kind of got to make in this one and I do think that you know when you end up with the all-star game and you know you have that big break like there's a lot of time off are the players in, uh, you know, back right back in game shape? Like you like when, you know, you're out there consistently and your offense is flowing and your defense is flowing and stuff like that. But I feel like after, you know, after a break, even if it's, you know, let's say like two days off, I always feel like your defensive legs are always there. And maybe, you know, maybe your shooting has, uh, maybe your shooting declines a little bit. But after this long break, you got to figure the defensive legs will be there for both of these teams. And both of these teams, pretty good defensive teams. And they may struggle to go ahead and make some buckets. SGA played a lot of minutes in the All-Star game. And, uh, you know, you got Kawhi, you got PG also participants in that as well. So you just got to wonder where those guys um, where those guys are at. I think defensively, you know, there's enough guys on, on the floor that will be able to go ahead and slow these offenses down. So 237.5 feels kind of high to me. The under would be the way to go for me. As far as a side, I'm just – I don't want any part of that. Yeah, I feel like this line is uh, spot on here. Uh, for this game with the Thunder that, like I mentioned, they've been one of the best teams against the spread at home uh, this season. In fact, uh, as a home team this season, the Oklahoma City Thunder 18-9 and against the spread, covering at 66.7%. And I, I think that you make a great point here about the defenses having to step up in this game because prior to the All-Star break, these two teams over the last five games before the all-star break were number uh, four and five, as far as the worst defensive rated teams 
and that and and I was looking towards the over at that point, but I'm I'm I glad I'm glad that you mentioned that now these guys have gotten right about a week off, and and now you're gonna get some rested um you know rested legs. You should have a better effort on the defensive side of the basketball. And again, you look at the standings. You know, we talked about this on the uh, futures episode that we did uh, earlier this week. That these two teams are within the top four. Uh, of the standings here so another game here that we just talked about with the dallas mavericks and the phoenix suns that they're only separate by one game uh right now in the western conference number two oklahoma city thunder number three la clippers and they're only half a game behind are the clippers from this okc thunder team so i do expect a defensive effort here uh from both of these teams and again the winner of this game will catapult themselves into the second spot here. And if the OKC Thunder do, in fact, win this game, they'll stay in that second spot. If not, the Clippers will all jump them and take over the number two seed. So right now, you know, if they are fighting for playoff positioning here, and, and I think that I think the Clippers want to have at least that home court advantage in the first um, first round, they can move themselves into that number two position uh, and going up against a head-to-head meeting here against the uh, Thunder here. So um, I agree with you on the under as well. Uh, I'll I'll look at the Clipper side here. I'll take the plus two, but this line does uh, feel spot on here uh, between these two teams here. Sleepy, anything else you want to add for this game? No, I think we did a pretty good job on that one. All right. Uh, the third game of the night here, another Western Conference battle between the LA Lakers. They are in the Bay Area to take on the Golden State Warriors. Currently, as it stands, the Warriors are a five and a half point home favorite here with a total of 241 and a half. And the big injury news for this game, the Lakers are going to be without LeBron James. He is resting a sore ankle. And I think it also goes back that to the All-Star game, Sleepy, that he did play in the first half, uh, but did not play a single minute in that second half. So he's officially out for this game. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt is also out for this game as well. Christian Wood. He's dealing with a left knee injury. He's going to miss about two weeks as well uh, for the LA Lakers. We also have a questionable tag on Cam Reddish and Max Christie, and Anthony Davis is probable for this game. For the Golden State Warriors, pretty clean injury report. We talked about Chris Paul is uh, nearing a return, but he's still out for this game, and Gary Payton II is officially questionable for this game here. He's listed as general with an illness in this game. So, so maybe some depth concerns here for the LA Lakers as they start their uh, post all-star break um, schedule going into the Bay area against the Warriors who right now are a five and a half point favorite here. Sleepy, what are you thinking about this game? Um, I actually think that this is going to be kind of a motivating week here for the Warriors. I think the fact that they went into the break playing very good basketball, their best basketball of the season, you know, Gary Payton's back. You got coming out there doing his thing, but now you have Chris Paul, and he's probably going to end up returning, let's say, before next Monday. So, you know, he's out there doing five-on-five five drills. He's out there practicing. So, you know, they're going to get another key piece back into this team, and we're going to see how good this team could be. But I think, you know, going up against the Lakers here, especially at home um, with no LeBron, you got to think that the Warriors really try to go ahead and hand it to the Lakers here. And the Warriors, I mean, it's not like they've had great success against this Lakers team when you have LeBron and AD on the floor together. So I think they maybe smell a little bit of blood in the water. I think that they have nice things on the horizon for them with Chris Paul returning. And I think that they want to go ahead and and maintain, you know, going ahead and and keeping this team running the way that it's been running. So 
I like the Warriors here. I know it looks a little bit of a hefty price here, minus five and a half. But I, like I said on, on multiple podcasts, this is the best version of the Warriors that you're going to get. And if they can't take out a version of the Lakers that's you know going to be depleted big time because LeBron's not going to be out there, um, then maybe they need to reevaluate. Let me go ahead and let me grab the Warriors here, minus the five and a half. I feel like that's a pretty good bet, and I wouldn't be surprised if they lay it on a little thick. Yeah, I love the Warriors in this spot here. Um, and again, we went through the injury report there that obviously we mentioned like no LeBron in this game, but again, the the depth um is is either questionable for this game or it's 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 frankly out for this Lakers team. So I think when we talk about the Warriors, like we mentioned, with they're a healthy squad right now, only player that is missing is Chris Paul. And we talked about it, right? That Steve Kerr has figured out these rotations here. They're playing some good basketball. Um and again, with Clay Thompson now coming off of the bench, like he himself, he you know he said he's embracing that role coming off of the bench, and he said, you know, Hall of Famers have done it. You know, guys like Manu Ginobili, uh, he mentioned when he was talking about. It. So he's going to seize this opportunity here, and I think that it's going to be a good uh, run here, like you mentioned, for the Golden State Warriors to start the second half of the season here at home. So. I'll lay the chalk here with you, minus five and a half for the Golden State Warriors against the LA Lakers. Slimmy, before we you know move on here, what's your concern level now for this Lakers team that the Lakers, I mean, the entire league had a week off and LeBron is missing the first game here um, coming out of the All-Star break, dealing with an ankle injury what's your, are you, are you, if you're a Lakers fan, are you pushing the panic button right now? No, I think that um, it's like LeBron privilege in a way. It's like, look, dude, if I get to go out there and play in the all-star game, you know, I want an extra day off. Like I'm not going to do everything that I need to do, you know, to be the face of the NBA and, and, you know, not get, you know, my extra day off too. LeBron deserves it. Right. I mean, Dude's the man, you know, he's been around for forever. So, you know, anytime that he feels like, you know, he could take a day off or maybe the NBA owes him something. Cause you know, we, he didn't just, you know, go into the all-star game and just play, you know, the first half. And that was, that was the only amount of time that he was there. I'm sure he was out there, you know, shaking hands and politicking and doing interviews. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't exactly, you know, after how many, I mean, how many times has LeBron been there? You know, 20, it's like, this is getting a little old dude, you know? Yeah. So, um, I'm not surprised at all. I think LeBron will return in the next game. I think his ankle is probably perfectly fine, but I think it's uh, LeBron's just taking a LeBron day, and you know, I can, I kind of don't blame him in a way, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I guess that's the way that I feel. So I'm not really worried about the Lakers right now. I think they'll be okay. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting stretch here for the Lakers. They have, like we mentioned, the Warriors on Thursday night, and then they play Friday. Um, against the Spurs, and then they have the Suns, the Clippers, the Wizards, and the Denver Nuggets. So they have some uh, Western Conference opponents there that they are looking up to uh, in the standings here. So I'm interested to see when LeBron actually does return. It may just be uh, uh, in that Friday night game against the San Antonio Spurs, or if not, against the Phoenix Suns on Sunday. So definitely keep your eye out on the status of LeBron James for the LA Lakers. So before we keep it moving here, um, like we mentioned, we're into the second half of the NBA season with March Madness also right around the corner. MLB right around the corner as well. Uh, NHL's in full swing here as well. But 
Let our listeners know what can they take advantage of right now uh, in some of the hot handicappers on pregame.com. All right. So in light of the All-Star game, I asked if we can have a uh, a code in, in reference to one of the best All-Stars of all time, Michael Jordan. And uh, we came up with the code AIR20. So enter code AIR20 at pregame.com. You guys can save 20% on anything there at pregame.com. Uh, Manaf, how many of these coupon codes have you heard? I can tell you this just from talking to the sales team. They're like, our best codes are the 20% off. How and why? I don't know. It's just something that our listeners and, and the people who use them at pregame.com, that's what they like. So I'm like, well, let's get, you know, arguably the all-time best basketball player of all time, Michael Jordan. Let's go ahead and, and lock him into a 20% off. So that's what we came up with, Air 20, and it seems like everybody likes it. So as Manaf was saying, you know, you got March Madness coming up here. We got the NBA playoffs arriving here shortly. So if you guys are looking to save 20% off anything there at pregame.com, it's just not basketball related, make sure you enter that code AIR20. There we go. AIR20, make sure to take advantage of that 20% off of anything on pregame.com. So let's get into our best bets here for the Thursday night card here. There's a lot of things that I did like here on the card for Thursday. So, um, I'll kick it off here uh, with our, or sorry, my best bet for the Thursday night card. And um, I wanted to go back to the well of the Wizards, uh, but I, I feel like Denver's just going to come out uh, with Jamal Murray back and KCP is probable for this game here as well. Uh, but 15 still seem like a lot of points for the Denver Nuggets, but I'm going to stay away from that. Um I'm going to go over to that game that we talked about with the Charlotte Hornets and the Utah Jazz. And right now, the Jazz are a 10-point favorite in this game with a total of 230.5. And I'm actually going to look at the over uh, in this game between the Hornets and the Jazz at 230.5. And we talked about the Clippers and the OKC Thunder uh, being one of the worst defenses in the entire association, at least over the last five games before the All-Star break. But the one team that has been the absolute worst defense in that span was the actually the uh, Utah Jazz. They had a defensive rating over the last five games of 128.3. They had a net rating of minus 10.6. And you look at some of the metrics here for the Utah Jazz. They are right now the worst three-point shooting defense in the entire league. They're allowing 17.4 makes per contest to the opposition they're also allowing their opponents to shoot 47 and a half percent from the three-point line was also league worst and they're allowing opponents to get open looks as well they're allowing close to 40 uh attempts per game from beyond the arc or the utah jazz as well so um i know that Lamelo ball is going to be out for this game and that the charlotte hornets did make some moves before the all-star break, you know, we talked about PJ Washington going over to the Dallas Mavericks, but they still have guys on this roster from the miles bridges of the world, the, um, the Brandon Millers of the world. Nick Richards has done a fantastic job of rebounding the basketball for this team as well. And before the all-star break, sleepy, they won three games in a row. They covered three games in a row. They've actually uh, covered five out of the last six games. And they've had a lot of success on offense over the last six games uh, before the All-Star break. They scored 124, 123. They only scored 84 against the Bucks, and they came back against 115 against the Grizzlies. They beat the Pacers with 111 points, and they scored 122 against the Atlanta Hawks. So 
Now you have the opportunity going into Salt Lake City to take on uh, the Jazz here. Like I mentioned, I've been one of the worst defenses. And Utah, we know they can get their points, right? They have guys that can fill up the basket, whether it's Laurie Marketing, whether it's Jordan Clarkson. Uh, their front court depth, John Collins, has been playing well. Walker Kessler as well. Um, so I think this is an opportunity that I think both teams will see some pace in this game. I think um, Charlotte will have success on the offensive side, and Utah Jazz should be able to get theirs as well. So this number was a little conservative. So my best bet, Sleepy, I'm going over 230 and a half points between the Charlotte Hornets and the Utah Jazz. All right, well, good pick on that one. I think you're going to like mine there, Manoff. So I'm going to go ahead and make my best bet here. The Toronto Raptors minus the two and a half against the Brooklyn Nets. So I'm coming right out of the gate, (laughs) firing against your pick there. And a lot of it just has to do with, you know, the coaching change and the fact that Brooklyn has to go ahead and start out the second half of the season with four straight road games. And I think that that's going to be a little bit of a daunting task. I like Toronto at home here. I think two and a half is, is a fair number. You know, this Brooklyn Nets team, give credit where credit's due. They're not as bad as as their record indicates. I think that on, on certainly on some nights this team could come out and play, you know, and beat some of the better teams. But I just – I feel like this is kind of a tough spot here against Toronto. So I maybe I'm just doing this out of spite. I don't know enough, <laughs> but – Give me the Raptors minus two and a half. My best bet. I think there is concern. Like we talked about the the coaching change for the Nets, right? And that again, it came at a earlier this week where you know they might take some time for you know either the interim coach. I and I I should have came with this information. That I don't know if they officially hired Kevin Ollie or not. Um, but again, I think it's just a short span that you have a new head coach coming in that he doesn't have that time to implement his new system, right? Whether it's on the offensive defensive side where the Raptors, I know despite all the moves that they did make, I think that this is an opportunity for them on their home floor um, to, you know, get the second half of the season started off on the right foot here. So Brooklyn may come in, you know, to this game, a little compromise, at least at the coaching spot. Uh, but I do uh, wish you the worst of luck just because our uh, head-to-head uh, has a lot to do with this game here as well. Uh, but, no, in all seriousness, uh, hopefully we do get it off on the uh, right foot here uh, for the Thursday night schedule. So, maybe we already gave out one player prop best bet, like we mentioned it. We did give out Luca on the pod earlier this week when we did the Futures episode. That number was at 30 and a half. And if you got on it, you got on uh, a better number because right now that number is updated at 31 and a half at minus 105 for Luca. So we're in the giving spirit here. We're going to try to continue our winning ways um, for our player prop best bet. So we'll be sweating out two best uh, player prop best bets uh, on the Thursday night card. And we're going to go right back to that game between the Utah Jazz and the Charlotte Hornets. And we're looking at Brandon Miller to go over on his two and a half, three point shots. May now this one does come. With a little bit of juice right now, it's at minus 145 currently over on DraftKings. But like I mentioned, when I give out my best bet on the over in that game at 230 and a half, I mentioned that one thing that really stuck out about this Utah Jazz team was how bad their three-point defense has been You know, prior to the All-Star break where they're allowing the worst three-point percentage. Uh, they're allowing the most three-point makes of the uh, opponents there as well. And right now, you can take a look at this Hornets team sleep. You know, when we were talking about it offline, that there's two main guys that are getting majority of the shots here and the minutes, frankly, for this Charlotte Hornets team. That's number one, Miles Bridges. The second guy, like I mentioned, is Brandon Miller here. And if you just kind of go through Brandon Miller's game log here, 
seven out of the last 10 games, he's actually gone over this projection of two and a half uh, for the Charlotte Hornets. And he's actually averaging 33 in a, about close to 34 minutes over the last eight games here uh, for the Charlotte Hornets. So I think it's an opportunity for Brandon Miller. And I feel like he's finally str- uh, found his stride here uh, after we, you know, turn the calendar a year over to 2024. There were some struggles early on for him, maybe, you know, just adjusting to the NBA game coming from, you know, Alabama and college. But I think that he's now found his stride here with the, um, with, with the Charlotte Hornets. You know, I think that again, going up against a atrocious three point defense where a majority of his shots are coming from beyond the arc. I think it's an opportunity for him to go into Utah here and knock at least three, three, three pointers down for us sleepy. So, our second player prop best bet, we're going to go with Brandon Miller over two and a half threes um, against the Utah Jazz here. So, what do you think? Yeah, I'm excited for this one. I'm excited to see, you know, what what type of a role Brandon Miller is going to play the rest of the way here in the second half. I mean, the mellow ball is out, but I'm sure you probably felt the way that I felt, that he felt like he was just another role player on this team. But clearly, that has all changed recently. Like you said, seven of his last ten, he's gone over this two and a half threes and he's uh he's clearly looking to go ahead and say you know am i the number one number two number three guy in this team and it looks like they're giving him the runway you know to go ahead and do that so you know, with 41 losses right now what do you have to lose but i think that uh but honestly i think miller is going to end up being uh one of those guys that that just really surprises in his second year and and these are the reps that he needs he needs to you know go out there and just say you know what the game's on the line I'm the only guy here. Like, I got to take this big shot. Get this guy as many as many reps as you can. Put him in as many situations as you can, you know, to go ahead and let him go ahead and become a leader because that's exactly what he was, you know, when he played for Alabama. So this is great. I love the fact that he's, that he's looking good. He's playing good right now. And uh, I certainly think the attempts will go ahead and they'll be there for us. So like that one a lot. Great pick. There we go. All right, so two-player prop best bets. Our second one is going to be Brandon Miller. Over two and a half, three points, uh, three pointers made uh, against the Utah Jazz. So we are back in the saddle, my friend. Second half of the NBA season kicking off here on Thursday night. Uh, anything else we want to add before we do go our separate ways? Just, uh, you know, like, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, make sure you guys follow Munaf and I on Twitter at SportsNerd824 at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Again, use that coupon code. Air 20 to go ahead and save 20% there off at pregame.com. And I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck in the NBA second half. Uh, Hopefully you guys enjoyed the break, but, you know, we got a lot of work to get done. So let's go. Let's hit the ground running here Thursday night. Yeah, hopefully it is another winning episode here uh, for the first games. Kick off the second half of the season post All-Star break. So definitely looking forward to it. NBA is back. And before we know it, like I mentioned, the NBA playoffs are going to be here. But still a lot to be determined uh in the association and we're gonna be here for it all as we wind down the season all right we will talk to you guys later on good luck with your bets this weekend let's break these books off and we'll talk to you guys down the road